Thanks for checking out the Southcrest Church Podcast. We are one church meeting in two locations in South Atlanta. You can find us online at southcrest.church, where you can listen to our past sermons, watch our 4G stories, and learn more about who we are. Let's prepare our hearts to hear a word from God today. Good morning. How's everybody? Good, good. Look at your neighbor real quick and say, you look awesome today. All right, you just made that person's day, even though it was kind of creepy and weird, all right? Hey, I want to thank you for being here today. I want to welcome both of our campuses, Noonan and LaGrange. I want to say welcome to you. I'm glad that you're here worshiping with us today. And uh, we're in week two of a series called Frequency. Last week, we talked about how God wants us to learn how to tune in and hear His voice. And for some of us last week, uh, it was a total new revelation for us because we've never understood that God is still speaking. He is still talking. He still wants to communicate to us. It's not like God said, hey, I'm done. I'm going to wait till I send Jesus back. He said, no, I'm going to continue to speak and people are going to hear my voice and people are going to do what God wants them to do. And it's just going to be an amazing, amazing thing. So if you have your Bible today, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter three. We're going to be there just for a brief moment, but I want to tell you a couple thoughts as we jump in there. Last week, we said God's frequency to hear his voice is a personal relationship. It's a personal relationship. So the idea of being able to hear God's voice, you say, man, is that some special ability that I don't have? No, listen, it's not about an ability. It's about your identity. But if you become a sheep, if you become a follower of Christ, God's going to speak to you and he wants you to learn to tune in and to hear his voice. But God's frequency, remember what we said, we can spend our whole life trying to tune out all the other noise of the world. But what we need to do is to learn to tune in God's frequency. Because when that voice becomes the voice that we crave for and that we listen to the most, then uh, we know, we know it's God's voice. I've been married 25 years. Listen, I can hear my wife across the room and I know it's her voice. I remember growing up, my mom, she would say my name in the middle of a grocery store. That was so embarrassing. She would call out my first name and my middle name, and that meant I was in trouble. I knew that woman's voice, okay? God wants us to hear his voice, but here's what I've learned. When you start telling people God wants to speak to you, God wants to have a conversation with you, God wants to say things to you, people freak out about that. It's like, oh my gosh, like God wants to talk to me. Well, what is it that God wants to say? Like, what did I do? Did I sin extra hard this week? Or, you know, what really happened? Is God, you know, is God like the IRS? You know, I mean, I hear these things a lot from people and people are afraid to hear God's voice. They're afraid to hear God's voice. You know, you only become afraid of voices that are A, unfamiliar or B, you don't know their intent in your life. For instance, when I was a student pastor years ago, early 90s, I was in Oklahoma City and I took a group of teenagers to Winter Park, Colorado because I wanted to be the cool student pastor and take them snow skiing. Can I get an amen? And I took them on a bus. We got there and I'll never forget, man, I wanted these teenagers to be impressed by me because I was young and I was like, man, I hope they think I'm cool. And here I'm hanging out on the bunny slopes trying to learn how to ski. I'd never been skiing before in my life. And uh, I'll never forget because right at the base of the mountain near the, the small green bunny slopes, there's this really steep mountain. And it's the, one of those black, uh, black slopes where literally you come down it and like people like come down it like dead, you know? I mean, it's like, that's where they bring the dead bodies out. And I'll never forget, I looked up as I was skiing one day and I heard this guy yelling at this other guy at the very top of this black ski slope. And, and I'm like, what is he yelling at him about? 
But literally, I look and they are like tucked in right behind each other. And, and this guy is yelling out to this other guy as they are skiing down the slope. And all of a sudden I hear him, I'm like tuning in. I'm like, what's he saying? He's like, left, right, left, right. And it's like getting closer to me. And so I'm like, man, look at those two people. They're like skiing, like so close together. And this person, like every command they would give them, they would go this way or they would go this way or they would go this way. And all of a sudden they got down to the bottom of the hill and the the skier in the front kind of spun the the skis around. And all of a sudden I looked on the bib of the skier and it said blind skier. And they had this dude behind them skiing down this black slope and this point, this person was behind them and they were their voice for which way to go. And see, here's what I realized. A lot of times we fear God's voice, but really we ought to embrace and desire and crave God's voice because it's like that person behind us on the black ski slope and we're blind. We're trying to figure out, Lord, I'm just trying to get past Wednesday here. And God's going, I want to have a conversation with you. Why do we fear God's voice? Have you ever thought about this? Look at our culture, like the way they pursue or the way they talk about God speaking to us on the media sometimes, it's a little weird. Like it's like Charlton Heston, like with hair on fire, right? Looking down from a mountain. And then you see these other movies, the way we portray God speaking to people is weird. It almost creates this this culture in us. And for some of us, we were raised in churches. Here's what we were taught. If God says something to you, you're in trouble. (laughs) That's so far from the truth. God never wanted us to fear his voice. In fact, God never wanted us to be afraid to hear him speak to us. Why would we ever be afraid of the God of the universe who created us desiring to have a conversation with us? Where did that come from? Genesis chapter 3 As you're turning over there real quick, I want you to hear this. God wants us to hear his voice, not fear his voice. God wants you and I to learn to hear his voice, not fear his voice. Genesis chapter 3, we read this story starting with verse 8. This is the story of the fall of man. So this is what happened after Adam and Eve sinned, okay? It says, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Look at verse nine. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Now, here's a little quiz, okay? Do you really think God didn't know where they were? God knew exactly where they were. Look at verse 10. So he said, this is what Adam said, God, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Isn't it crazy that Adam and Eve spent so much time in the garden with God, hearing God talk about everything and they never ever feared his voice. But suddenly when sin entered into the world, the voice of God became scary to them. They became afraid of his voice. In fact, think about it. When sin entered the world for the first time, they became afraid to hear God speak. Think about all the times that they had sit in the garden and God said, hey, I want to take you over here and show you this waterfall I created. Hey, I want to take you over here and show you this mountain like I did that in two seconds. 
Like, hey, I want you to come over here because, because I want to spend time with you. Or maybe God just shouted across the garden, I love you. And maybe Adam shouted back, I know. And I love you too, God. There was this constant conversation that had been going on for probably thousands of years. But here's what we know, that when sin entered the world for the first time, man became afraid to hear God speak. They were hearing God's voice, but now they were afraid of it. God did something amazing, though. The Bible tells us he sent his son, Jesus, to come and rescue us from sin and to repair our ability to hear God like we heard him back in a garden. See, here's the cool thing about salvation. Not just did we get delivered from our sin and the power of it over our life, but we got delivered to somebody and that's back to him. And the connection that Jesus restored between us and God repaired our ability to hear God's voice, listen, without fear or separation. And some of you right now, you've never heard anyone tell you that before. You see, you just thought, I'm going to give my life to Jesus because I don't want to die and go to hell. (laughs) I just want to get to heaven. And God goes, no, 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 I want you to do more than get to heaven. Like, I want to have a relationship with you. Like, I want to repair what was lost in a garden that I had with Adam for years and years and years and years. His voice, his voice. Listen, God created us to live by his voice, not our conscience. People ask me all the time, Pastor, what's the difference between my conscience and the voice of God? Well, you were created with a conscience, but your conscience didn't always act the way that it did now. Here's why. In the, in the garden, there were two trees. There was the tree of life, and there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Everyone, let's say life. You were created for life. That's why God created you. He always wanted you to experience his love from the tree of life. But because he loves us, he also gave us a choice. And Adam and Eve chose to go and eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you know what happened? For the first time, instead of living by God's voice, they began to attempt to live by their own conscience. And here's what happened. Their conscience became seared by sin, and suddenly they spent their every waking moment trying to weigh out good and evil, good and evil, which is good, which is evil, which is evil, which is good. I don't know about you, but trying to live your life that way by a conscience where you're constantly trying to weigh out what is right and what is wrong, that sounds manic to me. But I want you to know that all of us, that's the conscience we were born into. I say it again, God never created us to live by our conscience. He created us to live by his voice. He never intended for us to live by the knowledge of good and evil. He intended for us to live by his voice. The idea of having to spend our life constantly weighing out good and evil was never his intention. He always intended for us to hear his voice. Even Jesus said it. When Jesus was tempted after his fast and and Satan came in and he began to tempt them, listen to what Jesus said to Satan here, Matthew 4, 4. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I love it because Jesus is just, just setting the devil straight there. 
He said, let me be clear to you. I was never meant to live by my conscience. I was meant to live by every word that came out of my father's mouth. He affirmed the idea, this is what God's intent was. You say, well, then why did God give us a conscience? Well, according to Romans chapter two, God gave us a conscience to help bring us to Christ. In fact, the only true way we can know what is right is to hear God's voice and not listen to our conscience. Romans two is very clear. That part in us that God created that became damaged through sin was to draw us to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The idea that I can't know ultimate good and I can't know ultimate bad, but there has to be somebody and there is, his name is Jesus. So it's just amazing to me. But you know what happens when it comes to our conscience? If we don't let God change our conscience and learn to live by his voice, if we don't let him cleanse our conscience according to the book of Hebrews, we will try to serve God out of dead religion. How do you know that? Look at, look at Hebrews 9.14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience? In other words, Jesus is the one that can cleanse our conscience from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. The writer of Hebrews was saying this. If we don't let God cleanse our conscience and start learning to live by his voice, we will always try to serve God out of dead works. And that's not what God purposed for us. God always intended for us to live by his voice and listen, not a guilty conscience. Some of you, I just see the look on your face. It's pretty awesome. You're like, wow, I've never began a relationship with God and now I know why I can't fix my conscience because you were never meant to live by it. God created you to live by his voice. And I just want to say again, how amazing that God would send his son Jesus so that we could be restored in our connectivity in hearing God's voice. He always wanted to restore us back to a place where we could walk in the cool of the garden and hear God's voice without fear and separation. Connectivity is a big issue. I bought a new printer yesterday. It was the printer from hell. I took it back twice because I thought something's wrong with the printer. Literally, I got the printer over here and I got the, the computer here and I'm trying to get them to talk to each other. And I just thought, wow, that, God always has me live the message before I preach it. And so I'm sitting here going, I got it, God, I got it. Could you just get this thing to work? And I'm just trying to get this thing together. And here's the thing, I couldn't restore the connection. Jesus came to restore the connection. You and I, we're meant to live by hearing God's voice, not by our conscience. Isn't that a crazy thought? If God created me to live by his voice and not my conscience, it leads me to a couple of thoughts we've got to answer today. The first one is this. Then who does God want to speak to? How does he want to speak to them? And why does he want to talk? Who does God want to speak to? How does he want to speak to them? And why does he want to even have a conversation with me? Like, it's crazy to think that the God of the universe wants to talk to me and talk to you. But he does. So let me answer that real quick. First of all, who? God speaks to people. God speaks to people. Okay, look at the person next to you. They're people, okay? 
God speaks to people. Now, I, don't, I know you guys don't ever struggle with this. I have this really bad problem of talking to innate objects, like television sets. Any of y'all talk to your television set during a college football game yesterday? Listen, I actually spoke to the referees yesterday. He caught the ball. He caught the ball. He caught the ball. And the referee's looking at me like, he can't hear me. I'm actually talking to the TV, like, tell him he caught the ball. The TV's going, don't speak. Here's what's crazy. We spend a lot of our life talking to things that don't even have the ability to talk back to us. Like for the other day, I was on the phone. Have have y'all ever been on one of these automated calls where you wish you could just reach someone human and they sound human, but then you realize they're not? You call and they say, if you'd like to know more, press two. If you, listen, I've been on the phone before and I'm just literally like, agent, agent, agent. And then I realize in life, we do that a lot with each other. The other day, Tracy and I, we were talking about something and I actually attempted to swipe what she was saying. I was like, like, let's move past that, okay? My father-in-law, he has this car where if you swipe, it actually turns the, turns the radio on. And if you swipe, it answers a phone call. So there's all these gestures. So I figured it would work on his daughter. I was like, it didn't work. Why? Because we're people. We were never meant to spend our life speaking mechanically to one another. God speaks to people. In fact, let me say it this way. God created us for more than commands. He created us for a conversation. The good thing about you as people, you weren't created just to hear commands. Go, stop, learn. How many of you have children? Okay. How many of you think these are simple commands? You should get this, right? Like you take your child in for a hearing test. Like, can they hear? Okay. Because you know they hear you, but they don't hear you. God speaks to people. He speaks to us. In fact, let me say this. He created us for more than commands. He created us for a conversation. God spoke to people all throughout the Bible. He spoke to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day of a garden. He spoke to Noah, said, Noah, go build a boat. He spoke to Moses through a bush. I mean, I was trimming my bushes the other day, and I thought, I wonder if God started speaking through this bush if I'd believe it's him. I'm like, that would be freaky. And the neighbors would think it's even weirder. Hey, Sean's talking to his shrubs. <laughs> he spoke to Moses through a bush. He spoke to Abraham. He told Abraham, hey, Abraham, pull up everything you have in the ground and you're going to go to a place called Ur. Listen, you want to make sure that it's God talking if he tells you to go to a place called Ur. But Abraham heard God speak. He talked to Isaac, to Jacob, to Deborah, to Ruth. In the New Testament, he spoke to Peter to Paul, to James, to John, to Luke, to Jude. He even spoke in Acts chapter 10 to this Roman centurion by the name of Cornelius who didn't even know who God was yet. But here's our problem. God speaks to people, but we don't think we're like the people in the Bible, do we? I mean, let's be honest. Don't we all think that Paul somehow was like Batman, right? Or that somehow Abraham was like Spider-Man, that they had some sort of superpower that you and I do not have. But I want to tell you, here's how I know God speaks to people, because these people were just like you and I. He wants to have a conversation with you. He's not into just throwing out a bunch of commands. 
He wants to have a conversation with you. See, here's the problem with commands, okay? We think God wants to speak to us like this. I want to have a word with you. You need to listen to my voice today. You will submit. You will not run away. I am here to speak to you. Yes, your car is broken down on the side of the road, and I did that because I am trying to speak to you. You should have changed your oil. Yes, I know who you are. I've seen your Facebook page. Naughty. Let's be honest, right? That's how most people think God speaks. And we think God is looking at us with a bullhorn, and he's like, you better repent. (laughs) No, God speaks to people, and his goal is not commands. His goal is a conversation. But you know how else I know this is true? This is how God speaks. Not only who he speaks to, but how God speaks. God speaks to us personally. He speaks to us personally. How? Through the Holy Spirit. You say, how? How is that true? See, people ask me all the time, do you hear God audibly? Does God speak out loud? Listen, we know from scripture when Jesus was baptized that they heard a voice from heaven, like people were eyewitnesses to that voice. Can God speak audibly? Absolutely. But listen, God doesn't have to speak audibly to speak. Here's how I can prove that to you. Everyone right now in this room, both campuses, LaGrange and Noonan, I want you to just to yourself, I want you to speak a sentence to yourself. Go. How many of you heard your voice? Raise your hand. Some of you said, I heard lots of voices. There's medicine for that. We'll help you. The truth is, God gave us the ability to hear without ever hearing it out loud. Why? He pre-wired us to hear his voice. Why? He wants to speak to us personally through the Holy Spirit. God spoke to many people in the Bible. We don't even know if all of it was audible or not. I mean, it's crazy when when you think of the fact that God speaks to people all the time. Elijah, he's up here seeing the, the, the whole like prophets of Baal being brought down by fire and he leaves and gets chased away by this woman named Jezebel who was attempting to intimidate him. And he finds himself under a tree and he's like, oh God, would you speak to me? God, I need you to speak to me. And, and we know the story, right? Like the earthquake came and the rain came and the wind came and God wasn't in all that. And all of a sudden, He heard God whisper, a still, small voice. Here's what I see when I say that. God doesn't have to speak out loud to speak. God's not limited by a method to deliver a message. But here's what I do know. When God speaks, he speaks to us personally. And he speaks through the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself told us, that we would hear the Holy Spirit speak to us. Look what he said in John 16, verse 12. Jesus said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. In other words, Jesus said, I can't even speak it all right now. I'm about to leave this place. Look at verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will speak, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. In other words, the Holy Spirit's hearing from the Father and he begins to speak to us. And look at this, this is crazy. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Some of you have never heard that before. It's like one of those parts of the Bible we read through, like, yeah, Jesus is leaving, the Holy Spirit's gonna come, we're gonna be his witnesses. He says this, 
The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you personally. And he's even going to tell you about things that haven't even happened yet. It's amazing to me. God speaks personally through the Holy Spirit. That's how God speaks. We're going to talk more about this next week and the week after that. It's going to get real practical for the next two weeks. Because next week we're going to talk about how to get a word from God. How to hear God's voice in a way and how to get a word from him and begin to live by it and act on it. But here's the thing I'm just blown away by. We have all of God in us, if you're a believer and a follower of Christ, we have all of God in us through the Holy Spirit, and he is not silent. He's dying to have a conversation, and he wants to talk to you and I personally. So the real question is this, why? Why does, one, why does God want to talk to me? Is he, is he mad? Is he, is he got something he wants to say to me that I've done something wrong, you know? I want to tell you why God wants to talk to you. His goal is friendship. His goal is friendship. In fact, let me say it this way. The key to hearing God's voice is not a formula, it's a friendship. It's funny, when you start doing this series, people go, well, man, you must, you must have this amazing ability. And we talked about it last week. It's not about an ability, it's about an identity, like I'm a sheep. And there's a relationship between me and the shepherd. And so why wouldn't I hear the shepherd's voice? But this idea is this. We spend a lot of time trying to find a formula to hear God speak. And he says, it's not a formula. It's a friendship. Get to know me. Let's hang out. Let's spend some time together. Let's talk more often. And let's just not pick up the phone and you do all the talking. Why don't you put down the receiver and let me talk back? Some of you go, does God want to do that? Yeah, because his goal is friendship. He wants to have a friendship with you and with me. Look at John 15, 15. Here's how I know this. Jesus said this to his followers. He says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Jesus himself said, this is my motive. I want a friendship with you. Look at what it says about Moses in Exodus 33, 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Here's what's crazy about that. Do you realize that God never intended for Moses to be the only one to hear his voice and speak to him face to face? He actually invited his people to come up the mountain. They got afraid of God's voice and they said, here's what they said. Moses, you go hear from God and come tell us what he says. You know what Moses got out of that deal? He got to speak to Jesus and the Father face to face as a friend. Man. James 4.23 says this, and the scriptures was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You know what God wants? He wants friendship. He wants to bring you back to the place that he had with humanity back in a garden and reignite a conversation that you and I were destined for. He wants you to hear his voice and live by his voice. In fact, here's the thing I want to say to you. 
When you start hearing God's voice through the filter of a friendship, you know what happens? Friendship removes fear. If I'm truly friends with someone and I'm in relationship with them, I never fear their phone call. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Hey, look who's calling. I can't wait to talk to him. Friendship removes fear. And here's the struggle we have. Did you know that as a child of God, you were created to hear your father's voice? My dad was an amazing man. When my, when my dad spoke, he spoke so gently and so loving. I know many of you didn't grow up with a great father. My dad had his struggles too, but I want to tell you, the one thing I valued is when my dad spoke, I heard his voice, and here's what I knew. I was his son. Did you know that God created you to never fear the father's voice? Why? Because if you have a personal relationship, you're a son and you're a daughter. And there ought to be something in you that doesn't fear that anymore, but in a sense craves that. I want to go hear what my dad says. Hey, did you know my dad said this? How do you know that? Because I'm a son. It removes all the fear from having a friendship with God because I no longer think of myself as a slave to a master, but I think of myself as a son to a father. And I was created that way to hear God's voice. And so were you because you're a son your daughter. That's what you are. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. Remember, you can find more sermons just like this one on our website at southcrest.church. If you have any questions about our church, email us at hello at southcrest.tv. We'll see you next time.